Hey wannabe on top listeners, Maxwell Esposito here with a special announcement. The wannabe on top team is starting their recap of America's next top model, Cycle 4, next week. We need the week off to recharge and we will be back with all the top model fierceness you need to start your week off right. Yep, that's right. Every Monday, we will be coming to you once a week with all the top model fashion, drama, pop culture, and nostalgia. And to keep things nostalgic, we thought it would be fun to give you guys a little throwback when Shay stopped by our mom podcast sister's show, Sloppy Seconds, with Big Dipper and Meatball. So get comfy. We're going to take a trip down memory lane with Big Dipper, Meatball, and Shay Coulee at the start of the pandemic. Check it out. Forever. Dog. When first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Sloppy seconds. Oh, diva. Hi, you slobs. You stupid little slobs. You nasty little slobs. Welcome to Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. Getting that AC going because LA is going to have a hot summer and i'm gonna be home for all of it and you've been really um sweating it up recently with all your roller skating routines i have been hitting the roller skatings i have been doing the ups the downs the cartwheels on the wheels and uh no injuries i'm not injured but my boyfriend may have a concussion from (laughs) you literally texted me and said do you know a doctor we need to facetime and see if anyone has a concussion i called my friend i got you a contact i was texting is everything okay did you talk to the doctor like literally then i didn't hear from you for 48 hours that's not true at all i responded thank you um <laughs> what had happened was me and my mans were thinking Your we were dad. like we're gonna do a race we're gonna go down the driveway which is a steep thing around up it and back down it but you know how races stop like they don't just come to a complete stop like you just pass a point but he wanted to just stop at the garage so i swerved and i was like i'm not gonna run into the garage and then just watched him bash his head into the garage everybody like full speed you know everybody marches to the beat of their or skates to the beat of their own drummer <laughs> and he went down and was like everything's upside down i'm dizzy anyway yeah okay let's watch <laughs> Thank you for having me on Sloppy Seconds, gal. Thank you for coming. You know, um, I have nowhere else to be. So, any opportunity (laughs) I get for additional human contact, I take it as a blessing. You um, could be in the kitchen making blueberry pies. And well, um, actually, uh, my partner Dan is in there making scones right now. So, oh, oh, yeah, goes on scones. Actually, literally scones on scones on scones. He's making um, like lemon poppy seeds, like blueberry, and like uh, banana chocolate chips. Is you know. That's what I've always loved about you and Dan is that like behind the curtain of being this fabulous, gorgeous drag queen, you're always cooking stuff. You're like always home. I love you. You're very relatable. So I feel (laughs) like it was like it was so easy for you to transition from being like doing that and then going into the stage at shows where you're like, I'm just going to cook. Yeah, what I'm good at and I know I'm good at it. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I feel like my kitchen is like the only camera ready um, room in my apartment. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about that because we were we were mentioning that a little before we started recording 
that it's like it's about where can you do it in your house that isn't you know tacking up fabric on the wall and only showing you know your torso and up absolutely i mean look i i don't have enough fabric that's the problem (laughs) (laughs) all i have are target blankets and i know people will be like girl i got that same blanket (laughs) because like shit everybody shops at target so I was like, uh-uh, I will be red to filth because they'll be like, I have that on my bed too, girl. <laughs> but the cooking show, that is like a really unique idea. And it seems like it went really well for you. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And like people responded it, responded to it really well. And um, I've actually been talking to some um, cannabis sponsors to talk about like incorporating that into my show Ooh. now. I I have never cooked with cannabis before, you guys. So I'm actually going to have to like teach myself the same way that I like had to teach myself other cooking techniques. But that I feel like that's going to be a very interesting learning curve because it's all about dosing. So <laughs> pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so you're in Chicago, uh-huh. and and it, it just got legalized there, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. 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 But you know, I got my medical card, so I can cut the line. Oh. oh, is that how that works out there? Yeah, yeah. So basically, you can like uh, put orders in online and then just like go and pick it up. And then like people who are just like trying to get it recreationally have to like wait in line and like, you know, do all the like silly rigmarole. But, you know, for us um, career smokers, you know, you just kind of <laughs> like go in and pick it up. Right. You got that doctor's note. Uh huh. I was like, excuse me, I have post traumatic stress. <laughs> from being on a tv show <laughs> uh well i would just like to say to everyone um if you don't jump to put your jeans on you don't feel my pain my pain <laughs> my pain meatball, meatball do you not know what we're talking about i know exactly what you're talking okay. about i gotta jump to get mine on too but do you know, like Beyonce and Megan Thee Stallion put out that song? Yes. Okay, I'm just making sure because sometimes we pay well, attention. Okay, to but you, yeah, true, true, true. But I always <laughs> pay attention to whatever Beyonce is doing. Okay. But the one thing that I didn't know about was Demon Time. I didn't know that what that meant. I still Beyonce. Tell me. Yeah. Apparently, it's like now that all the strip clubs are closed, it's like Demon Time is the time that um, girls get on zooms and apps and do live shows so like anytime that that's happening is demon time and it's like normally for them it was around 11 o'clock but now demon time is anytime they want to hop on okay that could i could be wrong now i never have any interest in disparaging anything that the queen does but i'm always just curious is she that cool to write lyrics about TikTok? I feel like she's a billionaire. Like, why does she care no, about yes, any I of that? No, yes, I think she is because I know that I have a feeling that she is secretly keeping an eye on everything. And I've heard stuff about Beyonce like having like a, a secret Twitter and like she's up to date on everything. She's watching everybody. I just I love <clears throat> reading an article about her back um like when it first started around like 2011 2012 she was invited to perform at an uber event but like beyonce had already been like i know what's up so she's like instead of paying me my rate which would be so expensive how about you just give me shares in your business Uh, mm. (laughs) and then uber became uber and you're like beyonce is just sitting collecting uber checks because she's on damn i love that she's the queen (laughs) 
Like, I love hearing a grown person write lyrics like a 14-year-old and then, <laughs> and then be, like, so spot on. You but, you know, know? she's probably got Blue Ivy. Blue Ivy's out right. here. Oh, yeah. NAACP winner being like, Mom, that's not what the kids say. <laughs> this is what the kids say. That is so ridiculous. Blue Ivy going through with a red pen on Beyonce's lyrics being like, no. <laughs> not young enough. <laughs> youthful ma youthful. right wait so speaking of songwriting um after you were on uh drag race you mm-hmm. or during in whatever i is the appropriate sort of uh pr release moment was it <laughs> when your season was announced or when you won a challenge when did you put out cocky um after i won my fourth challenge okay so she oh. knew she had a whole plan <laughs> when you... i was like now i can back it up Right. You're like, I'm cocky. I have four challenge wins. Honey. Yes. Um when you wrote that song, so that was not a solo endeavor. The Vixen and Lila Starr are on that track with you. Why did you <laughs> want to include more Chicago artists? I don't know. I just was like, I was li- I had <clears throat> recorded the song, had listened to it, and I was just all like, oh, it's just like missing something. And then I was just all like, okay, let me throw in um, the Vixen. And um, the Vixen came and she had like, kind of like sent me like a voice memo of her verse. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. But I was like, but I feel like it just like needs something. It needs like another vibe. And then I was just like going through my mind and I was just all like, who could just like really kind of like balance between me and the Vixen? And I was just like, oh, Lila Star. I was just yes. all like, perfect. Yeah. And I and I thought too, I was just so like, it'll be exposing the fans to like girls that aren't drag race girls because I figured, you know, all the times that they expect girls to only <clears throat> collaborate <clears throat> with girls that have been on drag race, but there's just like so it's just like there's that's such a limited pool of talent to choose from and i just didn't feel like going that route so that's why i asked those two i also feel like every time i've been to chicago the chicago scene and like the girls really uplift each other more than any other scene yeah like even if they don't really like each other they're still like booking each other in the shows and They're like, I'm not even like joking, you, but I'll help you pay your But I'll fucking fish. help you, I guess. <laughs> Were you expecting that kind of um, response? I mean, that video has like millions of views, yeah. right? It's yeah. one of the top Drag Race Girl songs. I yeah. did not expect, I honestly didn't expect it. We shot that video, no joke, in four hours. What? That's incredible. We it was literally that like the space that we were in was like this um um art installation that was at this um place the Lacuna Art Center down in Pilsen. <clears throat> yeah. And they were literally tearing it down the next day and we had just we had shot something else in that building and then um while we were like going on a tour I was like, "You know what? We should I feel like we should just shoot um Kaki in there and if we need anything else like we can go and like shoot things later, but we were already going to be there that day. And so we just threw that in there and it just, the way that it landed and just like came together, we were like, that's it. This is the video. Yeah. It's so, it's it so great. It was and, low budget yeah. as hell y'all. Like it, it is, but it doesn't budget. look like it. <laughs> right. that, it looked expensive we as so hell. Impressed. We were like, damn, you know, we just happened to do a gorilla style shoot, but this looks professional as hell. 
But there's also like a style, like a lot of the music you put out doesn't sound anything like a lot of other quote unquote drag music. You know, there's like uh, oftentimes like, you know, if if we talk about TV and Rue Girls and like putting out a single when you win a challenge type of deal. Uh-huh. That music has a certain sort of like club sound to it, almost uh-huh. like an EDM sound to it, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and it's good in the moment. But like cocky, I mean, you worked with Jeremiah on that. Yes, I work with Jeremiah yeah. on that. It just, like, the sonic quality of so much of your music is very different. And it's cool to see something different that wasn't just a bunch of Drag Race girls together, but it was yeah. pop off in the way that that song did. That was, like, a really, I feel like, a really empowering, cool thing that happened. Oh, thank you. Is that what led to you being in the Iggy Azalea music video? We had actually, I, she was releasing a single at Roscoe's and, um, um, yeah, Sean at Roscoe's asked me to come through and just was like, Hey, are you available to just like come through in like two nights and just do an Iggy Azalea number? And I was like, um, random, but yeah, sure. I'll take the check. (laughs) And so I came through and I didn't even know that she was going to be there. And so we like met at this gig and, uh, she, I, I didn't realize I even really left that much of an impression, but she like uh, first tweeted at me and then slid into the DMs and was just like, hey, I'm doing this video. Do you want to come and do it? And I was just all like, I was looking to see if there's like the verification there. Cause I was like, is this for real? <laughs> and I was like, okay, like, yeah, girl, like totally for sure. Let's do it. And um, yeah, the, the shoot was a lot of fun. Um, the flight was a nightmare to get there, but um, I literally, no joke, you guys, long story short, got groped in first class by some really what? drunk. Yeah, I got groped by oh some really God. drunk, drunk, middle-aged man. And this was like a red eye. So I was asleep. I was actually asleep. <gasps> what? Yes. And like, I was going to like report it and like, it was going to be like, a, but I literally had to get to set to shoot this video. And so like, I like because I went to the stewardesses and I was like, this man like sitting next to me literally just like gro- it was like a thing. It was it, I, like, oh my I, god, y'all! I was ready uh, to turn up. <laughs> like, I, I like, would have nothing stopped me, was baby. So awful, and like I, I like did not sleep the entire time. But the next day was a lot of fun. I totally um, made up for that awful, awful flight. That is crazy. That's so crazy. What is your what has been like your worst flight experience? And not the one time that I that, well besides that, I mean that doesn't seem you know that's I was like, pretty that bad. But I mean, that was wait, wait, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, besides seeing me screaming at you that one time at where was it? Chicago? Oh yeah. You were just trying to leave and I was like, nah, she's not getting out of here without me screaming at her. Wait, <laughs> tell me that story. What happened? I just saw her like checking in to get her bags and I was like, Miss Kula! Oh <laughs> yeah. And then I ran up on her and she was like, please fucking leave me alone. like it was like she definitely didn't want to be noticed or recognized I was, I was like Shh, keep your voice down did you <laughs> know each other like, yes did you, i think oh, we okay. had to, yeah she was literally just trying to out me i was like girl because i wouldn't put it past meatball to do that on a first meeting right oh i've done that before too <laughs> no because i literally had seen her like two nights before at queen yeah. Oh, so okay. yeah, no, seriously. She just saw me and was just like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Not today. Um, I don't know if you you so I don't know if you want to talk about it or anything, but recently there's been a lot of 
Twitter <laughs> nonsense going on with a child who is oh, awful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, um, I don't know if yeah. you even want to. You don't have to talk about this if it's not something you don't want to talk about. Here's the thing. I just, I feel like, you know, especially a lot of times when it comes to our younger fans, it's like, you know, it's cool that you want to engage with us and things like that. And it's cool that you are a fan, but you have to understand too, like, there is like a line and there are boundaries. And uh, the issue with this child is that like, he really thinks that he is like doing the job that like the media does. And I was like, you don't know the first thing about this. And so you Mm -hmm. being out here, like inserting yourself, like as if you are like one, what is the word? (laughs) That you're just like even, what? Like, you're not contributing anything, so, like, keep your yeah. sense if it ain't going towards the bill. You know what I'm saying? And he has, like, weaponized these, like, little, like, bands to be really hateful towards girls. And um, a lot of times the girls that he tends to dislike and try and shed a negative light on tend to be queens of color. And he was, you know, coming for the vixen, who is my Chicago sister, and I literally had just, like, had enough. For some reason, I have such... A thick skin when it comes to myself but like mm-hmm. when people mess with like my friends or my loved ones like i am just all like well time to roll up the sleeves and just like go fight a bitch like i literally what perfect example there was one time we were young drag queens there were like some hooligans that were messing with like kimchi <clears throat> she was trying she was leaving the club she was by herself and they were just like fucking with her like tugging on her wig and shit and I literally jumped in and got into a fight with like four other people. Like we're talking straight up boxing in the parking lot of the Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> right next to the Berlin nightclub. Okay. Like, yeah. we were boxing. <laughs> because like, I just, I don't know what it is. Like I just am so defensive over people. And I just like, I, and when people come for my friends and people that I love, I just like see red and I'm like, okay, well it's time to just like let you know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, it's really, it's like a really impressive, like, loyalty trait that you have. Because I remember, like, after after you were on TV and your fan base grew and people were really engaging with you on Twitter, I would see you, like, interact with people or, like, clap back at people if they said something that was, like, not correct. You know, mm-hmm. you would be like, well, actually, this is the factor. Actually, yeah. This. And, you know, I think people take a lot of different you know routes with that some people just ignore everything completely but then it's like well what is your twitter but just a machine where all you do is promote like you're not engaging Uh with anyone exactly so other people then respond to everything but i've always been really impressed like you just like clap back at people shut people down and then keep it pushing like yeah (laughs) like and i feel like like an hour of my time and then i'm like right right (laughs) and i feel like that takes a certain like a really good mental place to be where you're like this is an app this is a machine this person there are no consequences to what this person is saying about me so i'll like give them the correct information but then i'll just Mm -hmm. keep moving because like this doesn't mean anything about my day-to-day life Uh uh-uh because no it's just like you you people don't know me you don't define me so um i'll just like correct you and like let you know because like i am the one and only source 
So like, you know, <laughs> I will correct you and let you know the tea. And then yeah, I keep on I keep on pushing because like I really don't have the time to dwell on things. And I feel like oftentimes I tend to dwell more if I don't say something. Right. So I'm Rather like, oh, just put I'm it like, out. Yeah, I'm like, this is occupying too much space in my mind. So I literally, yeah. I feel I always like forget about it. Like the moment I tweet it and I hit send, like sometimes I will come, like people will retweet something and I come back and I'll be like, <laughs> I was like, girl, you are, I was like, you are wild. You are wild. <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> I'm like, should I delete it? Uh, it's already up there. Right. What am I going to do? Uh-huh. But seriously. <laughs> yeah. It's good. I mean, you stand up for yourself, whether, whether it be Twitter beef or... Uh, a non-existing lawsuit. You really do yeah. stand up. For <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh my god, I forgot about that. I what know. were they called? What oh, were they I'm called? sure you're not allowed to say. I. What's... You know what? I don't know her. I. Oh. You know. I never I, knew her. She. Um, she. Wow. It's just like what a time. I just forget. <laughs> like my life has gotten so much better. Ever since people stopped like dipping in my pockets and taking my money, that I just like <laughs> forgot. It's crazy. That is so wild. Oh, <laughs> well, it's it's I also have another, oh. yeah. I was just gonna say one more thing about that because we had when we had Kim on the show, all of that news had just sort of hit the internet, and we uh-huh. asked her. We were like, "What are you gonna wear to court?" And she was like, "I haven't seen any papers. Nothing exists. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yet. Like, she, it's all it's all." <laughs> It's right, fictional. same. Right, all in the air. I'm like, when? Okay, yeah, let me see something. But I was like, as far but as I know, it's just chit chat. What's crazy about that is that they, that whole scenario was like, at one point, you and Sasha and Kim and Naomi. I mean, like the roster, the yeah, was stacked. And you're like, oh, so you wasted that whole opportunity by being dumb and shady? Ah! Well. Look, she won't say anything, but I'm telling y'all because y'all can't exactly. see. She, her, her face is there, and she's smiling. Speaking <laughs> of smiling, <laughs> which who do you think had the best teeth done besides yourself, Kimchi or Trixie? Um, who else had teeth? Oh, Jiggly got her teeth done too. Ooh, um, I would have to say the best ones would be. Oh, that's hard. Ooh. Actually, I really love Jiggly Seat because I've really yeah, gotten Jiggly. to see them up close and personal. And like not to be biased to like the same guy that did hers did mine. And like hers are just like impeccable. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say yours are so natural. I like forgot. That's and that's what I like about him. Like at, like he just really was like, I look, I, I know that like you have an image in your mind of how you want it to look. But he's like, I guarantee you, like, I will give you something that would look really natural and fit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, okay. And he did. Mm-hmm. I was like, works uh, Cause some of these ones I see walking around, you could project a movie on them. Girl. It's just a straight across <laughs> white fence. Well, and it looks like they just come out. Like it right? looks like it's such a big plate. Right, you're like, are they attached? <laughs> you're well, watching the person learn to talk again. Right? That, that's the <laughs> thing about um, the celebrity drag race that's on TV. Trixie has her old teeth in it. Why? Oh, really? Yeah. Did you get called for Celebrity Drag Race? I 
Honestly, it's so, it's so funny. I would have, I know I did not get called for Celebrity Drag Race, but I would have like loved to, um, because I would love to redeem myself as somebody that can give someone a successful drag makeover. <laughs> <laughs> I really want what? the chance. I really want, I, you know, I've le- I learned, you know, a thing or two from Bay Coulee, and I feel like I can really come back and teach someone how to be <laughs> a really good queen and have their wigs stay in place too. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. But you're also amongst really, really good company of people who slay and then don't do so great on the makeover, but then keep slaying. You know what yeah. I mean? It's There's just a lot like, of girls who didn't do the makeover. Well, <laughs> I just remember uh, just looking at Bakelay from across the room and just like, that beautiful smile, that beautiful complexion, the stature. I was like, oh, she is going to pop. Like, oh, that pussy is going to pop severely. Like, (laughs) I was so confident that she would pull it out and, like, be mysterious and, like, all of this. And, girl, she had a size 15 shoe. We had, like, these, they got her these little biscuit heels that she could still not even walk in. Like, it was really... We were like, I was like, hmm, hmm. <laughs> so, and they were, they worked on the show, right? Wasn't yes, that? they worked on the yeah. show. It was his first season. Yeah. So he was real, like, just like fresh, new. <laughs> Tilapia. Yes. <laughs> Tilapia. Um, I want to talk about Huda Beauty. Huda yeah. Beauty. Miss so, Huda. Do you have multiple beauty company collaborations or is it just the one with huda that you did the um oops sorry that's fine that's fine my alexa sorry my (laughs) (laughs) alexa stop (laughs) okay it's time to feed baby Um, anyway, um, yeah, that's no, not I, your dog, that's your nickname for your belly, right? Exactly, it's time for me to fade baby. That's what I say all the time. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I've done, I've done collabs with um, her, um, I've done a collab with uh, Lush Cosmetics, mm-hmm. um, and then I recently got a chance to do a collab, well. We're going to uh, with Sunday Riley, um, the skincare line. She's amazing. Oh, wow. So That's awesome. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. I have just like realized, like I, I, it's crazy because people see like a very specific, certain confidence side of me. But just like everybody, like there's certain things that I'm like super weird and shy and insecure about. And for some reason, like, I am so insecure and, like, shy about just, like, asking people for, like, help or favors or anything like that. Right. And so, like, when, um, um, you know, quarantine started and then, like, all the gigs dried up, I was like, damn. And then I was, like, looking at my medicine cabinet. I was like, oh, bitch, aren't you, like, all out of your skincare? What the hell are you going to do? And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to slide in these DMs. I was yes. like, oh, let me just, like, slide in these DMs. And I was like, hey, um, I love skincare and I love yours. And if you would like for me to tell people in public that I love it, you could just like send me a sample or something. 
That's they're like, amazing. You're like, yeah, girl, this shit on me. Yeah, here's a box. Yeah. Like, oh wow, that's, that's so crazy. That's really all it took. Asking literally the people. last two podcasts we've had this one like Orville was talking about it too it's just like you just got to start asking people and like asking I, and the people for what you what want everybody Ooh. says like and I think it was I was like talking to detox and she's like girl she's like literally just like asking me she's like what's the worst thing I'll say no and I was like oh well, yeah I was like it hurts yeah well what's up someone did say no and they said you could go to the website and buy it here's a link oh, right. I was like oh <laughs> <"Ugh." laughs> right and that hurts that really hurts it does yeah, but at the end of the day, like all they got, as long as you don't ask in like a uh, what's the word, like an expectant sort of way. Yeah, no one is gonna like post screenshots like ah, Shakule tried to get product. Right, I always come through <laughs> just like singing their praises for at least a right. full paragraph before I swing around <laughs> with like the actual ask. Like I, I make sure I stroke. Like, well, maybe I should be giving away all my secrets like that. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Who everyone's are you talking to? Everyone's going to think I'm insincere, but I really mean every word that I say when I like. I have been asking for free shit for a decade now, and I just don't quit. So <laughs> you're in shared company here. Meatball, yeah. you're scowling, scowling at me. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> it hates my guts. Wait, what are so, you gonna do? Put it on a Lacroix bottle? <laughs> they never gave me shit. I'll tell I you. I know. That. I'm sorry. Damn, that was the you, worst. That was the worst on. one of all. Yeah, you exactly. Put them on. I think they were afraid of my gayness. <laughs> your sexuality. <laughs> <What>? Sexuality. <laughs> Wait. So, how long have you had your little your dog, baby Kool-Aid? Uh, we've had her for almost a year and a half. We got her December of 2018. And she's like, And how many children do you have? <laughs> oh, drag children? <laughs> I have two. I have Bambi and Kenzie. Now, Bambi's the one who likes to wake up at 7 a.m. and just start tweeting. Uh, 6 a.m. <laughs> She'll just give you a tweet all day, like, every day, every five minutes. At the club till like 2, 3 a.m. And yet you are up at 6. <laughs> like tweeting consistently i'm just all like what she is literally up with the birds i'm like okay girl <laughs> she's out here scheduling her tweets she knows right she's got to keep the brand strong right mm-hmm. she's like uh, i have a huge following in the uk so technically it's noon there so if i wake up at 6 a.m <laughs> i'm playing i don't know that <laughs> oh that's the last place i saw you was in the uk i was trying to figure it out it was at DragCon uk before all this nonsense oh my god yeah that was the time what was was your experience like there you know what um it was really (laughs) cute premiere i felt bad for those people that first day that like that was like that was like some craziness but none of it really affected me. I didn't feel any of that from like the inside. Everybody was lovely, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> Everybody was. They were just so sweet. You know, you know, British people are just so polite and so kind. So I was just like, well, yeah. we had a great time. They were like, people outside are all mad, and I walked out, and they were all like, "Hi, how are you?" And I was like, like "People get mad, different. <laughs> right? I know. Right? You're like, if it was me, I would be turning over trash cans. I would be <laughs> right, scraping yeah. up the I wall. Would, they wouldn't have heard the end of it." Right, they're like they are so pissed. You go outside, they're like, "Excuse me, sir, could you please admit me to the ticket that I purchased?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, 
um, I love that you have such like a structured drag family. I was looking at your Instagram and y'all did like a Christmas card this past Christmas. Yeah, that was just really a ruse to announce that we got a dog. Like the girls <laughs> were literally like, oh, so this is basically just an excuse for um, you to post about baby. And I was like, yeah. 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 <laughs> You're like, well, it, it it would look weird if it was just me, Dan, and the dog. But let's yeah. put you in there, too. So we <laughs> have to, like, make it, like, a whole family thing. You know, Kinsey was like, well, Kim, um, I bring Mochi, her cat. And I was like, mm, mm, <laughs> Not really a cat. House. Yeah, like, I have, yeah, I haven't, like, really officially adopted Mochi as a Kool-Aid. So it's just, like, Kool-Aid's only. Um, Wait, what if you were like, it's just a nuclear family. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> Us the and thing. the dog. Yeah, so. <laughs> but I think that's really interesting. I mean, because when when we first met back in Chicago, what was the place called over where Justin and Aaron used to live, but next door where Sam lived? That, like, house in Logan Square? Oh, 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 um, the Lesbian Palace. The Lesbian Palace. Okay, because you all used to No, the Lesbian Lounge. Lesbian Lounge. That's what it was, yes. Because you all used to take family photos there, too? Or Christmas photos or something? Yeah, we took that nude Christmas photo that one year where we were, like, basically... It was was the most impromptu thing. Like, literally, y'all, we had dinner, just got really drunk, and then all just decided to get naked and take Christmas pics. It was wild. Well, (laughs) but... But you also, I mean, so those are like examples of like you really celebrating and attaching to a chosen family, but you also are very close with your family. Yes. The only thing is like, I'm the only one that is like a ham that loves to be in front of the camera. Everybody else in my family is so shy. Oh, got it. It's like so crazy. Like I, my mom is just all like, oh yeah you're not going to put me on your, your Instagram or your Facebook, right? And I'm like, girl, calm down. People think you're so cute. Can you please? But doesn't she like stand <laughs> yeah, up? Your mom's like a preacher. In front she, of people what? and deliver that the word? what I am saying. I'm like, if you can stand up in front of a congregation of people, of Christians nonetheless, who we know are ready to judge, like you, you can't do this. Like, like, you and me, mom, we got the same energy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what have, um, what, what's it like in Chicago right now? Are you singing the praises of Lori Lightfoot or nah? Um, I mean, she, I, we're still like, you know, <laughs> I like, you know, she, the way that, uh, Lightfoot has been handling, um, the pandemic, uh, I do applaud, um, and she did, this like PSA that made her so much more personable that like, you know, showed us it's a humor that I really, really enjoyed. I like shared it on my Twitter. It was super cute. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I appreciate um, Lightfoot's efforts. And I think Governor Pritzker has been doing an amazing job too. So, so far the team has been holding it down for us here in Chicago. So bam. Whew, you know, Texas good. is opening back up. My, I'm like, my mom and dad are going to die. Oh, gosh. It's you think they're like... going to go out bowling? No. My mom's <laughs> very anal. She's not planning on going out, but, like, my dad will for sure. He was telling me he was going running errands the other day. And I was like, um, were you wearing a mask? No. Were you six feet away? No. <laughs> it's over. But here's the thing. At least it's like, because what's the temperature in Texas now? It's getting hot down there, right? At least. Yeah, right, they're probably up in the high 80s. 
okay so i'm just like you know it's gonna start it's gonna start getting real hot and then you know that run is gonna start burning up because you can't deal with that heat you know mm-hmm. so i feel like people are just like waiting for those like texas like those like hot hundred texas days to come and they're like oh that, that shit will be gone <laughs> incinerated <laughs> yeah. i didn't know you were a scientist as well miss kool-aid yeah me neither yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was the secret um uh, sixth challenge that we didn't see her win on Drag Race. Yes, yes, yes. I, you know, just like biology. Um, it's it's my it's my it's my thing. I recently. So, what have you been doing oh. to stay busy? Like, how have you been creating any new concepts and such and work and whatever? Girl, what the fuck have I not been doing in this house? Because, like, I just moved into this apartment <clears throat> a couple months ago, so I really have just been like unpacking it and like mm. just. I mean, decorating, putting things up. Like, I put up a whole bunch of fan art in my office. I got bored last Sunday, and I wallpapered my bathroom. Um, oh. I <laughs> like, I'm going to have to ask you for tips, because I'm about to wallpaper my office, and I think it's going to be a mess. You know what? I can get about, like, a 27-square-foot wall done, but once it starts getting bigger than that, then I'm like, uh-uh, this is getting out of control. But, mm. I mean... If I pick a pattern that's like more of a solid color where you don't have to like match things up as well, then you know we're better. But I did like a plaid and like ma'am. I almost that's more than one line to match up. That's a yeah, bunch of lines. When I started doing it, I was like, "Bitch, what the fuck were you thinking?" <laughs> oh, now you got me all nervous. I was in my bathroom, just like, wee, 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 wee. like it was just like, just like, oh, it was. Whew. And there's like one little line that doesn't match up. And every time I poop, I just like look at it like. That is the worst. Mm Because you know you did it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you did that. And there's no one else to blame but you. Oh, right. (laughs) I was like, you couldn't get it right. Um, We are going to take a quick little break. And we will be right back. We're black from the break. Yeah. Miss Kool-Aid, do you know Wicked? Have you ever seen the musical Wicked? Oh my God. Yeah. That's what I literally, I was like, was she just doing an <laughs> alpha buzz? Everyone <laughs> knows it. Yeah. Don't we all? Ooh, you sound very <laughs> good. You actually hit it. <laughs> How I, many times have you seen Wicked? Um, Only three. Three? Yeah. Meatball, how many times have you seen it? I've only seen it once. Well, if it makes you feel better, I saw it for free every single time. Oh, no, that makes me feel worse. Tony Soto? Yep, because of Broadway in Chicago. Mm -hmm. There you go. Mm -hmm. You know, you just got to know the right people. (laughs) (laughs) Those good old Chicago people. Wait, you used to, didn't you used to be on the Tony Soto podcast? The Tony Uh, Soto show? Yes, I was. Until you disappeared, and they were well, all like, "Yeah, she's she's off uh, living in the woods, making costumes for kids." Which I actually was for the first part of that summer. Like when I actually <laughs> um, went to go, uh, I went to Wyoming, and I was doing like this like uh, musical theater camp for kids, and I was one of the costume designers. So I literally was out in the middle of nowhere, and I'm with, <clears throat> I still am with Sprint, 
and they don't have towers in Wyoming. I didn't know this until I landed there. So I literally didn't have phone service either. Oh so people my thought, God. and this was the summer that I went to go film Drag Race. So it was just early on and people already thought that I was on the show. Wait, and, wait, and, wait, wait. and they were like, oh, she went to Wyoming. <laughs> You, oh, I seriously, I thought that was all a lie. No, nope, and I was I, like, she <laughs> snuck a phone in because yeah. she's making phone calls out. Yeah, right. you, you took time before you went to Drag Race to uh-huh. not prepare for Drag Race to go make costumes for kids in the woods. Yes, you know they're more like they're more like um, buttes. You know, um, as, as you know, it's really not not a lot of trees. You know, just very open landscape you know you think of the wild west you think of like john wayne like that is okay. wyoming Oof. Ooh, but girl, like, yeah they gave me like this big oh, ass burgundy. were you on rupaul's land <laughs> listen i can make jokes about it because my parents own land in wyoming too <laughs> Could be. I, you know I'm what? Just for kidding. All I know we could no, be driven right through there. <laughs> when this happened, Peppermint and Bob did it. You don't even know. Michael just did that at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, frack. Wyoming's I... But no, actually, no. Uh, to answer your question, Big Dipper, yes, I did take time to go and make some costumes for kids because A, I knew that I was going to be like locked away and I kind of wanted to practice uh, social distancing before going on the show. And wow. it was, it was paying me good money, like more money than I was making, like with like my weekly gigs. <clears throat> so I was like, and I knew I'd have to like sew and do stuff on drag race. So I was like, okay, this will sharpen all my creative skills. I'll be able to like go out uh, to Wyoming and like because like this like program like the people that come and do it everyone that works it no one is from Wyoming people are from New York Chicago St. Louis so these oh. kids like it's like they're like it's how they see gay people black people like when I say like me and like the choreographer and like the director like we were like the only three black people in Wyoming like right. like we like we were the only ones there so it's just like this these kids like even though I was a costume designer, that you know, they they would like wind up down in the shop, you know, and they would just like always come and just like you know start to tell you things about school, and you know, like some of them are obviously like queer, and they're just kind of like opening mm-hmm. up to you, and it was the it was so sweet. I really loved getting a chance to work with those kids. Like I just they were they were amazing, and I I it was like such a pure experience, and I really loved that I had the chance to do that prior to doing Drag Race, and then my life subsequently changing forever after that i feel like that was like one of the last like like purest experiences that i've had that's incredible yeah so sweet i was like literally just thinking about them the other day and i was like i would low-key love to like just like go back to wyoming and like do that program again one summer yeah that's just for like just for the sake of it i think about that all the time of the like the theater programs I used to work with, like back in Chicago, mm-hmm. like it's so fulfilling mm-hmm. when there's nothing else going on. Like when yeah. you are just like a cog in the wheel and you're yeah. like, Oh, I do my little job and there's no like ego attached. There's no uh-huh. like, hustle attached. You're yes. just part of that 
community in that. Group. I love, I look, I'm a team player. I love being part of a team. I work, I play well with others. So, you know, me it, too. Was, it was Sam's really cute. Me. It was, it was a okay. fun experience. <laughs> Meatball, that is not true. You are not a team player. <laughs> what are you talking about? I Nor... love when a bunch of people do a bunch of stuff for me and then I swoop in at the last part and take all their credit. <laughs> yeah. F- for you. <laughs> Wait, like... so Meatball, you said that you had a really good advice question from the inbox oh yeah all right here's the question yes hello there i am a fan of both of you i'm sure all three one (laughs) thing i admire the most in your work is the amount of confidence you give when doing it all i have such a hard time with confidence i'm very hard on myself when it comes to looks in the last few years i moved to california to pursue my dreams in comedy despite many despite my years and experience with it i constantly see new to the scene beautiful women getting booked before me Mm. whether they have the jokes or not i know i need to just focus on my work and myself but oh boy does it reflect on me when i look in the mirror how do i learn to love every inch of my body how do I get that big dipper meatball confidence? Thank you so much for taking the time to read this and give advice. P.S. You both are such lights and such troys and treats. That's oh. a heavy question. I thought it was good because you, I think, especially for Shea Coule, someone who is like one of the most confident queens I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. How do you do it even if you're not feeling it? Um, <clears throat> I... Okay, I'm just like such a firm believer that uh, everything in balance. And I think my confidence that I show people is what is balancing out the fucking disgusting, nasty, hateful, awful things that I also think about myself. And I don't think mm. that people get that. Like, is I think like if you guys imagine as much confidence as everyone is just all like, wow, look at that. Like, it just on the other side of that, there's like a completely different side of that coin that is just the negative. And I think it's about just like trying to focus on push, like counterbalancing that negative energy with something that's like stronger and more positive. So when you look at something that you don't like about yourself, like find that one thing that you do like and find ways to like, just like amplify it within yourself. Like that's like the best way for me to say it because it's kind of like you're planting a seed and it allows other little parts of you to start to like blossom and grow too. And as one thing starts to become more confident, like other parts of like your confidence start to like awaken. And I feel like it is like a blossoming tree. So just like work on finding that one thing, like plant that seed and just like fucking water it though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I also think like there's something you have to remind yourself that like you can only control the things that you can control. Like there are so many things out there that you cannot control. So like speaking specifically to her saying like new on the scene, quote unquote, pretty girls who are like, like getting getting more opportunity or whatever it's like you can never control what's happening to other people and you can never control how the world views other people mm-hmm. if if you want to make some strategic moves to change how you present yourself or whatever because you think it might be manipulative towards an outside force that might book you for a gig if you I don't know, fucking wear high heels or do something like that. You can do that, but you need to understand that 
you're in control of it. So like the confidence, just because you make a change, that doesn't give you confidence. It just might be a change you're making to achieve something, but you could still be not confident if you make that change. So you really do have to find the inner confidence and then you could look however you want to look. Girl, there are plenty of people who don't fit into quote unquote normal beauty standards who are very famous comedians, entertainers, singers, performers, whatever. Also, the other part of this, this, that they said, like, you just can't compare yourself to other people because it's like, there's truly, you're never going to do something that someone else is doing and someone else is never going to do something that you're doing. But I honestly don't think it's that bad when I'm, I don't know. I don't think it's that bad to be a little bit hard on yourself sometimes. Just don't show it. Because like, if you could see me have the fucking meltdowns I have (laughs) when I'm doing my makeup or like getting ready to get on a stage. Like if you've ever seen me in a dressing room, it's a nightmare. Uh, But then the minute I get on stage, it looks confident because I've already just everything that could go wrong has gone wrong in my head. So it's like, what what else is going to happen? Yeah, it's like literally backstage getting ready. It's like me, like Natalie Portman wiping slut off the mirror from her like... (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's about being critical and knowing that your own your own uh your only competition is yourself it's not about comparing to others it's about comparing to the last thing you did absolutely exactly because you're a gay and i'm a proponent of fake it till you make it like baby i have said this before you know the first time i like took my shirt off at a show i was like i don't know and then people were like i liked that and i was like well someone likes it so i guess i'm gonna do you know i was just like whether i feel comfortable or not i know it's successful on stage so here we go i had to cover my nipples up when i did my stage it show you know uh, yeah (laughs) wait have you done a digital drag show yet besides the cooking show have you had to do like a music video um, yeah, I did uh, Black Girl Magic. Mm. Yeah, so I did that. That was fun. Um, I did Janelle Monae's Cold War because that's like a one-take video. So oh, I was like... Oh, yes. And it's so that applicable video, to what's going on in the world. So that's why I was like, let me do that. That video is so good when she starts to cry. is oh, incredible. Yes. Woo! Well. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was going to... I was going to tell, tell a sex, a sex story. story. Well, this is okay. So I've been going for daily walks every day around mm-hmm. my neighborhood. Yeah. You're getting out, you're getting up, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And half my, the battle. Um, I saw like a building the other day that sort of gave me like a sense memory, like a whoosh, like moment where I was like, is that? And I was like, there's no way. Could it be? And it reminded me of like one of the first times I came out to LA right before I moved here. I was on the app and, um, someone messaged me and you know we basically i was like oh let me suck your dick and he was like great and he sent me his you know like a dick pic and i was like he looked like a regular old bear and i was like great and he was like where are you i'm like oh i'm up in studio city and he was like kind of far from me but uh with right now there's no traffic i can be there in like 25 minutes i was like okay so he showed up and he was like i'm outside and i was staying with a friend so like i couldn't host so I like went outside and hopped in his car and I was like, where are we going? And he was like, oh, I guess back to my house. And this was before, I, under- <laughs> this was before I understood LA. So then he drove me and we were in the car for like 35 minutes. Wow. He drove me back to his house and I have no idea where he lives. Like, so it could be in my neighborhood now. 
And I remember he, we like parked and we like went up all these stairs and he lived in this like cool old like multi-unit building and we went inside and he was a fucking hoarder. Ooh, there you're going to get that. Was like, but it wasn't like dirty hoarder. It was like collectible hoarder. Like, and it was Ugh. all like bobbleheads and things in packages and posters and like back issues of like, you know, whatever magazine and all these little like, you know, fucking like portraits of Whoopi Goldberg and Rosie O'Donnell, like <laughs> figurine, you know, just like weird pop oh my culture God. shit. Oh. And I like sucked his dick in a chair because like I looked at the bed and I was like, we're not getting in that bed. Oh. And then when we were done, I was like, okay, so you'll drive me back. And <laughs> he drove me. Cause I just, I kept being like, well, I'm not from here and I don't really know. And I, I wouldn't, I, I can't imagine that this was pre Uber, but it was like pre me using Uber. <laughs> like I was like, I don't have an account. I think you need to drive me. And this poor man drove like probably the equivalent of two hours that day to Just get like s- some get- weird blowjob from me. Oh, it was weird. Well, it. well, you yeah, know, well, it was, was, a, it was, this dry. was many huh? years ago. I don't think I had executed my, uh, I don't think I had elevated my skills just yet. All right. She was just yeah. all like, she's like, but now. <laughs> but now, you better watch me. Now I'm like, <laughs> Alexa, remind me to feed baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that's it. Any any vintage sex stories from either one of you? <laughs> I Okay, okay. Well, here's one. I used to hook up with this guy, but he was very strange. And it was when I lived in burbank and i had an apartment and i would ask him to just come to my apartment like it wasn't that big of a deal but he never wanted to hook up in my apartment but he didn't want to hook up in his he wanted to hook up in his hummer oh all the time that's it he but he only wanted like i guess that was his thing but he only wanted to suck my dick and he wanted like i'd have to meet him at a location get into his hummer and then we would drive like to the Burbank train station and like hook up in the parking lot or like he would just like try to find the weirdest places. And I was always just down. Was I it wow. I was literally, it was like, I literally was about to essentially tell the same exact story about <laughs> this, <laughs> this guy that I used to hook up with that literally only wanted to fuck in his Jeep. And I was literally yeah. just like, what? Like would just find the weirdest places. And I was just like, um, Okay, like one time we literally fucked in his Jeep in his garage. And I was literally like, we can't just like he was a single guy. I was literally like, but you know what? He could have been a hoarder. Was it backseat? Windows up? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the way we like to Oh, but the thing was he like well really kind of like we, we I would say like maybe like four or five times, but like literally what really ended up doing it for me and I thought like maybe I could just like ignore it and it would be fine. Um but he thought that he was like being sexy and like talking dirty, but it was just like literally the corniest shit that would just like t- it was just like not he's just like, um yeah, you like the way that I'm doing your booty. And I was like Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Girl, I was like, what? Not doing your booty. <laughs> I was like, oh, what? You're like, what are you doing? What, what to are my you? Booty? Yeah. I was just like, mm. like just pretending that I didn't even hear him because I could not even bring myself to answer that question. 
Oh my god. Do you do y'all like maintain eye contact when you have sex? I do your booty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love eye contact. How, like the whole time, just like No, not like that girl, like a regular person. <laughs> <laughs> how about you? I don't know how to do that. Be a regular person. You yeah. put on glasses that have googly eyes in them when you have sex. <laughs> <laughs> It's like really fucking a Muppet. Oh, my God. Right. Oh, my God. There's my landlord. He's like, take the wig off. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So thank you so much for listening thank to you Sloppy so much. Seconds. And yay for Shake Coulet. Thank you guys so much for having me. I had so much fun today. Likewise. And we Likewise. wanted you on the show for so long. And now... It's so much easier. You got nothing but free yeah, time. because you guys know that. Yeah, I have nothing um, going on but being at the house. So y'all are like, I know you ain't got nowhere to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can follow Shay online at Shay Coulet. Uh, yes, you can follow me online. Um, Instagram Shay Coulet, um, Twitter Shay Coulet, Facebook Shay Coulet, um, and TikTok Miss Coulet. If you nasty, because somebody took my name. Do you do TikTok? Do you like it over there? Are you able to do the TikToks? And, um, it it's literally funny. reminds me of how old I am. I think that's what it's doing. Same. Um, I feel like such an old person. We're like, and what should this to do? <laughs> Just like, and then you yes. gotta edit it and add the music. I'm like, fuck, bitch. Okay. Yeah. You're like, let me just hold my thumb down and talk on my phone like it's Instagram. I know. I literally just need to hire my 17-year-old niece to, like, do them for me. I'll be like, girl, I'll throw you 20 bucks. Thank you. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at SloppyPod or send us an email at SloppySecondsPod at gmail.com or call in and leave us a voicemail with your fuck talk story at 213-536-9180 or... 1-800-WICKED. There you go. Um, <laughs> Big Dipper's Instagram is at Big Dipper Jelly. Mine is Spiciest Meatball. And my Twitter is Fat Drag Meatball. And don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. And also, rate and review us. We never asked for it. And I figured, why not? Oh, yeah. Give us a good five star. We literally never asked. But we need reviews, I think, right? Sure. Isn't that good for the algorithm? Everything's yeah. great for the I'm algorithm. I'm trying to frack the algorithm. Oh, Did I use it right this time? Yes. <laughs> God. The planet's dying, but the Venice canals are clear. Oh my God! Yes, the dolphins are back. <laughs> the ever, nature is returning. Nature is returning. Okay, that's All right, it. Thank you so much for your time, y'all. My house is hot as hell. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay, so now we're going to get into this radio play. Now, if you recall, week one, we did Meatballs. Week two, we did Mine. Then we revisited Meatballs play last week. And now we're going back to Mine. You might hear some repeated themes, but, you know, just think like Groundhog Day. Now let's listen to the radio play. Coming. <sighs> Give me a minute. Oh, I just died in a dream, I think. And now all of a sudden I'm back in my house. <gasps> Hold on. Okay. Here I am. Oh, I'm opening the door now. Logan.
Uh, yeah? For you. Wait a second. What is this? You've been served. Again? <sighs> Season desist. Oh, my God. Idina Menzel. Now, how is this happening again? How is this happening again? Hello? Hi, bro. Our mom and dad are out. I need their help. Why do you need their help so much? Why can't you just handle shit on your own? You wouldn't know what it's like to be an artist and to be very popular and and a successful entertainer, Wilbur. There are a lot of challenges that I need to talk to dad about legal stuff. So just put them on the phone, you little shit. Yeah, well, you would know what it's like to be a loving son and actually stay home and be with family. Anyway, mom and dad said they don't want to talk to you. You're going to have to solve this one on your own. Bye. (gasps) Oh, God. But what am I going to do? No mom and dad to help me solve my legal troubles with Idina Menzel? <gasps> oh, maybe if I can get on Instagram, I can rally all my meat sacks around this issue and we can find a lawyer. That's me logging into Instagram. Hmm, let's see. Open up Instagram. My Put in my password, which is I'm underscore A underscore star underscore 69. <laughs> no one's going to get that. And wait, what? What? My account has been disabled. Oh, God. For too much bad and gross content. Oh, God. Oh, no. Why? What am I going to do? No Instagram. No wicked riff. Well, how will I survive without this joke? The riff. The reference. Oh, God. Why? I need a why. Why? And we're clear. Great job, Adina. Wait, what? Oh, uh, oh, oh, thank you. Yes, Mr. Stage Manager. You know, I can't believe he said your name wrong right before you had to sing. That must have been so wild. Huh? Oh, yes, Idina. I'm her again. Oh, and this dress. I know this dress. This would be a 2014 award show. Oh, right. I just sang Let It Go at the Oscars. Okay, I never heard you were this cuckoo, but sure. You should probably head back to your seat or whatever. We only have about a minute left before we're back from commercial, so... (gasps) Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. 2014 Oscars. That also means... (gasps) John. Oh, no. I owe this to Idina. To, to, To myself. Where is he? Where is that balding faggot John Travolta? Okay, let me get this John voice. What did we say? It was sort of. Kermit. It's like um, you know, it's Kermity. Uh, sort of. What yeah. if we just did Kermit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I, 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 yeah. See, I just figure I'd be letting everyone down. That's crazy to do it like that, right? <laughs> it's wild. I could do the whole thing like this. Yeah, just do it. It'll be funny. Okay. John! John! Oh, I see him! I see him! Oh, yoo-hoo, John! Yeah, see, I just figure I'd be letting everyone down if I didn't wear a wig. They are used to a certain image of me, and it's not who I am to let the public down. Gotta give them what they want, right? (laughs) 
Wow, guys, all this heavy lifting crew work backstage really gives you some great bicep definition. Maybe I can come shadow you on a crew job sometime? You know, I'm researching a role. Do you mind if I feel that arm? It's huge. John Travolta! Huh? Oh, hi, Adina. Great job out there. You really let it go. What the fuck, man? You said my name wrong. You said Adele Dazim. Adele Dazim? My name is Idina Menzel. You said Adele Dazim on a global broadcast. Oh, whoopsie. No, no, no. Not a whoopsie, John. How could you do that? You know I thought we were friends. I showed you that picture of Tay's dick once. Oh, and I thank you for that. I feel betrayed, John. This was the Oscars, a huge global stage. What the fuck? I'm sorry. I don't know what to say. I I was distracted. Oh, yeah, it's always something with you, John. Why do you go to the gym at 3 a.m. and strike up conversation with a guy in the locker room? Oh, I was feeling friendly. Why did you hire a smoking hot male nanny and kiss him on the lips all the time? Oh, it's just the thing they do in Europe. Why do you bring guys on your private jets and let them suck your dicks? Oh, that's just normal male bonding. Well, to be perfectly frank, I suck their dicks. Well, and it is. You know, there was a great tradition in ancient Greece, I think. I'm sick of you getting special treatment just because you were Danny Zuko and you danced in tight pants on a lit up floor. We were just supposed to ignore the wig. Ignore the sex scandals. Ignore the alien god and Hollywood cult that you are considered royalty in. Stop this right now, Adele. You're pushing it too far. John, just cut the shit. Take the wig off. Come out of the closet and for fuck's sake, my name is Idina Menzel. Say it right just once. No, you cut the shit, Miss Dazine. You don't know who you're talking to. You see this switchblade? Ha! That's right. It's engraved by L. Ron Hubbard. The alien god has blessed this night so nothing bad will ever happen to me because they know this night is being used for good. You wouldn't dare. There's too many witnesses. Just watch me. I'm above the law. I'm John Dick Sucking Travolta. feel better. And just so you know, that high note, it's a reach for you. (laughs) (laughs) To be continued. (laughs) 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 Doodle-doot-doot forever dog. Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball is a Forever Dog podcast. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our logo art was drawn by Christian Cimarron. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.